The views, opinions, and content of the show hosts and their guests appearing on America's Web Radio are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the station. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Good afternoon. You're listening to Bite of Reality with Mark the Shark. Now, usually I start off my program with a little bit of information and some things that people might find interesting. Today I'm going to kind of jump right back into things. You know, it's the new year. Uh, people are kind of getting themselves set up. They're looking at different things that they looked at. They, they tried to do different things last year. And maybe they can do things a little differently this year. You know, we think that because it's a new year, things are going to change. And honestly, I'll tell you, I hope that it does change. And the reason I think it does change is because people are fed up. I think people have had enough already. You know, you get up every morning, you do your best to get things done. And I just kind of wish that our government had that same attitude. You know, but I always ask myself, when did the government stop doing what it was supposed to be doing? Which was taking care of Americans, making sure that Americans are fed, making sure that Americans have a defense, and making sure that the infrastructure, remember that thing they talked about, trillions of dollars spent towards infrastructure, infrastructure, it works. But, and what's our primary goal of government? You ever wonder what that is? We set this up for some reason. You know, I guess you couldn't get a thousand people in a room, you couldn't get a thousand people in a room to deal with something that had to get done. So what happened? So what you said is, okay, let's elect a few people who might want to do something for us and run it. We'll pick the best people we can. At least we're going to try to pick the best people we can. And honestly, for years and years and years, that worked. That worked because we raised people and groom them, I want to almost say, and groom them for what was supposed to be a leadership position. So when we did that, we had fantastic leadership. Okay? We had people like John F. Kennedy. We had people like Ronald Reagan. People who knew what the economy needed, knew what this country needed, and more importantly, they knew how to deal with the rest of the world in terms of what America was. One of the great things that we've lost is, besides the confidence in our leaders, one of the great things that we've lost is the ability to groom people to run this country. And what do I mean by that? You know, it, it's a serious thing to run a country. I don't know how to run a country. I don't pretend to know how to run a country. A lot of people do pretend to run a country. Look at what we have there now. You know, everybody was complaining about Donald Trump. How much of this country now wishes he was back? But getting to the point what I was trying to make is, the world is a very complicated place to be. The world has its ups, it has its downs, and there's a lot of complex interactions. And not everybody in this world is a good guy. What does that mean? It means really simple, really, really simple. Good guys. America, Australia, Great Britain, France. I have left a whole bunch of them out. But bad guys, 
China, Russia. How about North Korea? And let's not forget fantastic Iran. Okay, But being that said, well, that being said, I should say, I don't want to be a Joe Biden. That being said, you have to understand those complex interactions. Or if you don't, if you're the guy at the head of this country and you don't understand those interactions, then you better darn well get somebody in there who does. And that's something... Are we back? Yes, there we are. I don't know what happened there. I think it's Joe Biden trying to stop me from pretending to be a radio host and getting out there on the air. So what I was in the interim of saying is uh, basically this White House should have hired people who knew what they were doing. If you look at Joe Biden, he's been in politics for 50 years. And at some point, you must think that he must have been a successful person as far as a senator goes, right? He had to be a successful guy. But now, is he a president? Let's look at some of the things he's done. You know, I made a short list, and it became longer and longer and longer. And what's beginning to happen is the filter down, what I call the filter down principle which is when things at the top start to fall apart, everything else around it starts to fall apart. We don't have that concept anymore, where you don't have a Ronald Reagan in charge, even Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton, even though he did the, you know, he's a Democrat. I didn't agree with him. I didn't agree with a lot of things he did. But on the other hand, what I did see is he was presidential. He knew how to get things done. So, Joe Biden here, he picked, oh God, for whatever reason, and I think I know the reason, but he picked Kamala Harris as his running mate. And Kamala Harris pretty much was a box check. What do I mean by that? What's a box check? Well, a box check is really easy to see, okay? She was a black woman. She was, she's the first black woman to be, you know, vice president, and Biden, a lot of times thinks she's president because he's called her President Harris. But again, as I point out on almost every one of my shows, she appears to be in the witness protection program. And we get that feeling because every task that she has been assigned has been a complete failure. There's been nothing done. You know, you look at the conflicts that we've been in and nothing happens. She was put in charge of the southern border, and I'll discuss that later on is that's not working out so well either. So yesterday, obviously, and I, and I really want to make a point, I would give you a moment of silence for it, but I don't think it deserves a 30-second spot even, the January 6th. Now, if you listen to CNN, MSNBC, ABC, CBS, you would think that people burned down the Capitol. 
you would think that they rioted and stole things out of the Capitol. You would think that they literally burned down the entire block. But guess what? They didn't. No, 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 they didn't. And by the way, I'm just wondering, not to conflate the two, but I'm just wondering, whatever happened to all those prosecutions for the people who did burn down buildings, for the people who did tear down statues, for the people who did desecrate our national monuments? What happened to those people? Where are those 30,000 prosecutions? Yeah, guess what? There are none. You know, Merrick Garland yesterday, our attorney general, was talking about the investigation into January 6th, the insurrection. I would venture to say that unless you are a complete moron and don't know the definition of insurrection, which apparently most of our media, most of our media hosts, and those at CNN who are still left, because several of their producers and several of their hosts had to go abruptly. But if you knew the definition of insurrection, you would say, what? What, are they kidding me? Well, you see, that's a great buzz term. It's like everything else. It's a buzzword. They send out the facts in the morning, and everybody repeats the same word. And they're hoping that people believe it. But here's what really happened. I went and I looked at the sites, and I looked at the information, and I've read some of the complaints. And the majority of the complaints are trespassing, criminal mischief. I don't see anybody who was killed except for an unarmed woman. What happened there? No investigation. If that was a police officer on the street, there would be mobs protesting and burning things down again. Because that happened. But because it was a Republican or someone who supported Trump, no investigation. The guy's a hero. He was interviewed on TV. Everybody I've talked to who knows anything about firearms knew that this guy knew nothing on how to handle that firearm. He fired into a crowd without having anything that he was doing properly and hit a woman in the neck. Okay, he killed her. But, hey, it was okay. So let me define insurrection for you, because the criminal statute's pretty clear. Guess what? No one was charged with insurrection. No, not one person was ever charged with insurrection. So how is this possible? And I propose this to Merrick Garland. I've yet to receive an answer, and let's see maybe if he'll respond to me on the air. How is it that during an insurrection... No one out of 600 and somewhat, I think it was 650 cases brought, was ever charged with insurrection. Isn't that the very definition of an insurrection, is to charge the people who insurrected, if that's the term? But yet, no one was charged with insurrection. I know it's a surprise. But then we go back to the same fact again. This is something that has become a pattern of this administration. And it really, it's a frustrating pattern. It's a pattern of they don't tell you what you see with your lying eyes. They tell you what their truth is. You know, yesterday, January 6th, yes, the breach of the Capitol was terrible. It was not something that I would want to see in this country again. But what do you think that was based on? 
You know, everybody wants to look at the, the snapshot of the picture and not watch the movie. That snapshot of that capital invasion does not tell you what really happened. When people get very, very frustrated, when they get completely frustrated, there becomes a mob mentality. What I'd like to know is, why is it excusable when people burn down cities, but when people go and walk through the Capitol after they breach the doors, that's not acceptable, and that deserves a prosecution and years in jail and solitary confinement, no bail, What about all the people whose lives were killed and destroyed and the police officer retired who was killed and shot because he was defending somebody's property? Where's the prosecutions on that? Where are the 30 agents assigned? Where are the cases all over the place? Guess what? They're not. You know, I listened to Joe's speech yesterday, and they must have pumped him up real good because I got to tell you, he gave a great speech. But let me first turn to Kamala Harris's speech. I think Kamala has to, she's, she's kind of the product of what education is in this country. She's an absolute product of the failed education in this country. And what I think you need to understand is what the comments that she made were absolutely insulting to the United States of America and its people. And what we're going to do is we're going to take a short break, and then we're going to come right back, and we'll pick it up from there with the Kamala Harris routine. Do you love classic and special interest cars? If so, listen to our podcast every Saturday from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time here on America's Web Radio, or find us on your favorite podcast site, iTunes, Spotify, or any of the others out there. We'll talk about classic cars. We'll talk to car guys. We'll talk to clubs that are here at our facility here in Classic Auto Mall, and we'll also talk about Classic Auto Mall and how we can help you sell your classic or special interest car. So give us a listen every Saturday morning from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. Thanks. If you have lost a loved one and were left with a firearms collection and are not sure how to dispose of them safely, or you may have firearms you no longer want, this message is for you. I am a licensed FFL firearms dealer in the state of Florida, specializing in estate firearm purchases. It is very important that all firearm transactions be handled according to state and federal laws. You can contact me for information at firearmliquidationservice at outlook.com, or you can call or text me at 407-921-8100-247 and ask for James. Again, for information, contact me at Firearm Liquidation Service at Outlook.com or call or text me at 407-921-8100. All communications are strictly confidential. Start taking back our country from the liberal wokes by voting locally for conservative Republicans. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And we're back. You're listening to Bite of Reality with Mark the Shark on America's Web Radio. So right before the break, we were talking about the infamous witness protection person named Kamala Harris. And part of what I found fascinating in her speech yesterday was it really wasn't what it was supposed to be, which was to point out how horrible the January 6th, and it's it's not an insurrection, people, so let's stop calling it an insurrection. The January 6th breach of the Capitol, that's what it was. It was a breach. 
There's no such thing as an insurrection. They didn't have a military. They didn't intend to take over the government. That's all garbage. You can believe it if you want, but you know what? You can believe in snow bunnies also. Anything you want to believe in is yours. This is why we call it America, because you can believe in stupid things when people tell you dumb things. But my audience should be smart. I want my audience to be educated. So let's do some education. So Kamala Harris yesterday, and I took personal offense at this, coming out of New York, she equated the breach of the Capitol on January 6th with the 9-11 Twin Towers attack by a bunch of terrorists, okay? Terrorists who took down, killed over 2,000 people. And God knows how many other people are still injured and sick from the, the stuff that came out of those two towers when the government, the government told us it was safe to go back. Then she turned around. That wasn't enough for her. That wasn't enough to destroy her stupid reputation. What she then did is she then equated it to Pearl Harbor, the Japanese kamikaze attack at Pearl Harbor. Now, let me just take you there. You know, I always tell you to close your eyes. You don't need to close your eyes anymore. You can keep your eyes open for this one. This is one of the dumbest comparisons of something I have ever heard. If she was trying to make a point, it's pretty much like the rest of her administration, what she's done, it goes nowhere. It makes no point whatsoever. In fact, it's just completely stupid. To say that Pearl Harbor and 9-11 were the same as January 6th is absurd. It's an absolute travesty. If she had any sense, you know, that may just be the state of the California education system she's a product of. So you want to talk about critical race theory being taught in the schools? How about let's talk sense. Let's talk people to learn how to think rather than what to think. You know, it, it just was amazing to me to see that such things were coming out of her mouth. And then she went on to talk about the voting rights bill. Now, I've looked at this bill in several iterations of it, and i got to tell you, if you give voting rights to the federal government, you might as well just kiss your freedoms goodbye. Whatever they didn't take from you during COVID, they're going to take from you. They're going to take your right to vote. Now, let me point out what we talk about with Democrats and blue cities and blue states, and how they go about their business. One of the most cherished rights of this country is citizenship. Okay, You're born here. You get certain rights. You come here. You learn our America. You learn about America. And I went over a couple shows ago, I believe. It's been a long time now. But I went over what it is to be an American. Okay? And you need to understand that. As an American, sometimes we really take that for granted. And that's really sad. And I blame it on our education system. We don't choose to teach our children what it is, a gift to be an American. We teach them that America is bad. We teach them America is corrupt. We teach them America is racist. But there was a test that somebody suggested that we do. It's called the open gates policy. I was like, what is the open gates policy? If you open the gates of a country, sort of like what we did at the southern border, but that's another topic coming up. If you open that, where are the people going to run? Are the people running in? Are the people running out? 
I suggest we all know the answer to that one. People are running into this country. And you know what? If there are people who want to leave, you know, the AOCs, the Talibs, they want to go. Hey, that door swings both ways, folks. Let them go. I have no problem with that. You think your own countries that you came from are better? Hey, I don't want to stop you. Live your life. This is America. We have freedoms. Enjoy them. But that's not real. What the real is, is that everybody wants to come to America because we are the best country. We are the premier country. We are the, what they used to call the shining star on the hill. But now we have a problem. We have people in charge who don't understand that and people who reject that thought process. We're the bad guys now. How do you lead a bunch of bad guys? So, not that Kamala's speech was that good, because it was a political speech. Let's be realistic. It, it wasn't anything about January 6th, except for a couple of minutes, and then all of a sudden it turned to the voting rights bill, or what I call the voting stealing rights bill. Okay, They don't want to give you rights to vote. And this is what I was talking about before. Just look at New York City. What did New York City do? They gave illegal aliens people who are non-citizens, the right to vote in local elections. Let me say that again for the people who weren't paying attention and shaking their head now. They gave illegal aliens, people who are non-citizens, the right to vote in local elections. Yeah. 800,000 people now vote in New York City that don't deserve to vote, that could not vote, and that, my personal opinion, is they should not be allowed to vote until they become citizens. You don't get to do what you want to do in this country for no reason. Okay? It's improper. There's absolutely no way that people should be able to vote if they're not a citizen. How do you give them that right? So, now... The Democrats want to federalize. That sounds really nice, right? Give it to the federal government. They'll take care of it. Yeah, like they're doing with everything else. So they want to take care of your voting rights. So how do you think, you know, we talk about voting rights, no voter ID, ballot harvesting. These are the things they want to get into. So why do you think they want to do that? Well, it's fairly simple. Because then non-citizens can vote. I can vote in 10 elections. 10 times, 20 times. If I can go to different polling stations. No ID necessary. Just give them my name. Boom, I'm in. Try that at the White House. In fact, try that at the Capitol building. Guess what? They will not let you in at all without an ID. Very simple. There's no reason why anybody in this country should not be able to vote with an ID. They give them out for free. You go down to the DMV in New York, if they're ever open again, and you just go in there and you say, okay, here's my passport, here's my other documentation, my birth certificate, boom, you get your pass. There you go. Now you got an ID. You can go vote. And I'm not certain why they are opposed to signature verifications. Unless they can't sign their names properly, I mean, most people can write, and those who can't, they can sign with an X, but when they sign up to vote, 
that'll be indicated that their signature is an X. Okay. I've had people that do that. I've had people who have done documents in Korean. They sign their name in Korean. That's their signature. That's what's on their license. And that's okay. Not a problem. But it identifies who they are. That's the problem. They don't want you to know who they are. And that's, that's a real problem. Now, we went on and we talked a little bit about Kamala's political speech, but Joe Biden's speech was even better. I think it was more interesting. Now, it's one of the speeches that I'll, I'll give him points on style. I think it was a great speech that he gave. He really appeared to be awake. He was reading that teleprompter great. I mean, it, it really was, you know, it was vintage, you know, uh, speech giving by Joe Biden. But conceptually speaking, I love the idea that he never mentioned Trump by name and he just kept spouting off about the insurrection. That's it. We're taking over the insurrection, the violent mob. Well, I got to tell you, I've seen violent mobs on TV, on CNN and MSNBC, burning down Minneapolis, burning down Seattle, about the autonomous zone where they were walking around with weapons. How many people were caught into the, in the Capitol with weapons? How many people shot up the Capitol? How many people burned down the Capitol? How many people damaged the statues and tore them down? Oh, wait, was that zero you said? Yeah, it is. But the commemoration of January 6th in light of 9-11 and Pearl Harbor is absurd. I mean, it's just, you know, first we were told that they killed officers, they were hit in the head with fire extinguishers, and guess what happened? None of that turned out to be true. None of it. Absolutely none of it. Listen. Like I said at the beginning, what happened at the Capitol, the breach of the Capitol, was wrong. And I think the people that did that should be prosecuted. Okay? That's it. You don't do that. You don't, no matter how angry you are with the government, you don't do that. That's my position. The same position I took when they were rioting in Seattle and Portland, burning down cities in New York cities, Millions and millions and billions of dollars of damage. But that was okay. There's no Merrick Garland and 650 agents running after you. Because that was a protest. If that was a protest and the January 6th was an insurrection, then the Easter Bunny should be wearing a Christmas stocking. I just don't understand how they look at the riots that took place for a year and a half before. And they were destroying everything. But yet they let them go. It was okay. It was just destruction. It was no big deal. You know, I, I, I just can't get past that. When you let people do stupid things, what happens is they're going to continue to do stupid things. And then when you want to turn around and hammer somebody for doing stupid things, how come it's always the Republicans? How come it's always the pro-America people and not the anti-American people? It just doesn't make sense to me. And it shouldn't make sense to you. So we're going to take another break right now, and we'll be right back after the break. 
Hello, my name is Rick White, and I'm the director of the Georgia Military Veterans Hall of Fame. I want to encourage all Georgia veterans to consider being nominated to the Georgia Military Veterans Hall of Fame. And if you are a Georgia veteran, then the definition of a Georgia veteran is either you were born in the state of Georgia, or you've lived here 10 years, or you were raised your right hand, joined the military in this state, you are considered a Georgia veteran. For further information, go to www.gmvhof.org, or you can contact me at 678-427-0915. We'd love to have your nomination for the Georgia Military Veterans Hall of Fame. Thank you so much. If you live to serve and want to make an even bigger difference, consider joining the U.S. Army. With training in fields like medical care, linguistics, and engineering, an Army career can amplify your efforts with humanitarian opportunities all over the world. Plus, you'll receive competitive pay and incredible benefits, so you'll be taken care of, too. Learn more at GoArmy.com. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages, join me, Roger B., every Tuesday at 1400 hours right here on America's Web Radio for the Locked and Loaded Show. We will talk about guns, weapons, ammo, gun accessories, prepping, and so much more. So be sure to join us every Tuesday at 1400 or 2 p.m. for Locked and Loaded on America's Web Radio. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And we're back with Bite of Reality. You're listening to Mark the Shark on America's Web Radio. So right before the, the break, we were talking about Joe and his lack of consciousness speech. Um, but he did, listen, he did read the teleprompter beautifully, and I was really pleased with that to see that he's coming along. Uh, rehab must be working great. So, but what I found interesting in his speech again, once again, was... They are trying to take your attention away from everything else that's going wrong in this country. I was listening right before I went on the air again to Joe Biden, and he, two days in a row, man, they must be pumping him full of something. He must be taking that Prevagen stuff, because I'm telling you, he looked bright-eyed and bushy-tailed this morning. I mean, still babbling the same garbage, but he looked bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. So... What I was getting at in the speech yesterday, this was an opportunity for Joe Biden to bring this country together, to kind of join forces and say, you know what, let's get past this problem. He was the great uniter. You know, the great divider comes for the uniter. So what happened to all that unity he was yapping about? You know, everything that he's done so far has been on his own, him and his party. And they understand what's coming. They're not stupid. They understand that they're going to be routed come November 22nd, 2022. Oh, by the way, Joe wished everybody a happy new year and hopes that the year 2020 is going to be more spectacular. You know, when your president doesn't know what year it is, it's a problem, folks. It's a problem. And even the people who work with him should kind of direct him into it's 2022, Joe. You know, we had some stuff about his accomplishments is what we were looking at. And because, you know, listen, he is our president. And I kind of wanted to give him the benefit of the doubt. The problem is the benefit of the doubt is doubtful. You know, I wrote a short list of sort of accomplishments, not stuff that you want to put on a resume, but accomplishments in terms of what he's actually gotten done. So the first one I know that, he wants to forget about and apparently has been erased from the uh, CRT curriculum is the Afghanistan debacle. You know, 
Where was Joe Biden and Kamala Harris's speeches when 13 of our brave soldiers died as a result of his idiocy? And no, it's not him who directed that. He directed the policy, and the other idiots enforced the policy and pushed the policy forward. Those are the guys who we got to look at. But guess what? They're all still working for him. So, hey, he must think they're doing a great job. So Afghanistan was not a withdrawal. Let's get serious. It was a surrender. It was an idiotic, compulsive surrender for some stupid... It frustrates so much. I am so frustrated with this whole scenario of what happened there. Is because then they turned around and they said they blamed it on Trump. They have, unless you've been hiding in a basement with Joe Biden, they have dismantled almost everything that President Trump did. Pretty much everything that he did. So when they turn around and they tell us, we were stuck with the Afghanistan plan, please. You know, I talked about credibility of an administration. This credibility of this administration has gone out the window from day one. But they've done nothing to gain it back because they have media support. Once you have that media support, you can control the world. You know who knows this? Putin, Xi Jinping, and North Korea. Kim knows all about that. You control the media, you control the people. So that accomplishment of Afghanistan, chalked that up to, they screwed that up from day one. Now, he put a czar in charge of the border. That would be Kamala Harris. And Mayorkas, who keeps telling me the border's closed, that's like telling me the sun is out and that the roads are clear in Virginia when people are sitting there for 20 hours. That was another brilliant tweet of hers. This is what the Build Back Better plan will do, get America moving. While people are sitting on the highway for 20 hours, she is either dumber than I thought or her office people are making her look like a complete imbecile. But from what I'm gathering from some of her speeches and that stupid laugh she has, it's not far of a push. You know, every once in a while you say somebody's on the edge, she's hanging on by her fingernails. You know, she has about as much chance of being president as, well, wait, Joe Biden. So the border, the border is destroyed. Now they're catching terrorists. They've got, let's see, how much fentanyl can you pump into America before we're all dead? Now, from what I understand with fentanyl, it's a couple of micrograms that are a lethal dose. And they are getting millions of pills that they are confiscating. And that's not even talking about the 2.7 million people who are in this country now who got in illegally during Joe Biden so far. But please don't tell me the border's closed if it's wide open and you're letting people come in every day, thousands and thousands a day. You know, at least be honest with me and tell me, hey, we don't give a crap about what your American laws are. We're the administration and we're running about it. And that's when he talks about, in his speech yesterday, he talked about, you don't get to ignore the laws when you want to. Unless it's Joe Biden and his administration, because that's exactly what they're doing. They're ignoring the border. Hey, let him in. And, by the way, as we went over several programs ago, it's also a felony and a misdemeanor 
as well to transport illegal aliens throughout the country, which our government does in the middle of the night, shipping them all over to battle state grounds. Yeah, they're shipping them all over to battle states. You know, watch, they're planning the 2022 elections already. And then COVID-19, another Biden scenario. That was brilliant of him. Anyone who allows this many people to die under his administration doesn't deserve to be president. Joe, you may not be able to speak. You may not be able to read a teleprompter, but I still think you can count. I can count the number of jobs Joe created, zero. But let's talk about his COVID-19. More people have died under Joe Biden than Donald Trump. You know, I was looking over at CNN and MSNBC, ABC, CBS, Fox News, and I didn't see the COVID death count anywhere. I didn't see that giant thing that was across the screen showing how many people are dead, how many people are dying, how many hospitalizations. Did we stop having an interest in this? Or are they giving Joe Biden some more cover? Yes. They're covering it up. I would like to see the daily tally. Go find it. The only thing you find on the CDC website, surprisingly, is, gee, the vaccine won't make you magnetic, and there are no trackers in it. If that's the information that they expect us to take away and believe whatever they're telling us, let's not even get into that now. So now, the other problem was is that I kept hearing barking from the Democrats about the lack of testing, the lack of testing, the lack of testing. Let me say it again, the lack of testing. How's that going so far? 500 million tests are going to be in the hands of Americans. Last I heard, he hasn't even signed the contract. And, and Jen Psaki, circle back Psaki, we're not worried about the signing. Well, yeah, you better. Because obviously they're not in the hand. They're going to be in the hands before Christmas, before the holidays? Really? What holiday? New Year's Eve next year? Christmas next year? I'm not going to hold my breath that long because I think I'm pretty sure I'd need a hospitalization if I did. So then let's talk about the schools. Because he was a big advocate of keeping the schools open and getting the schools open. And in fact, a large chunk of dough from that trillion-dollar infrastructure package went to the schools to take care of infrastructure, like ventilation. Half of the schools in New York City don't have ventilation. They just barely have heat. So now I turned on the the, uh, television, the radio the other day, and now Chicago's closed up again. Yep. Guess what? Hey, Lori Lightfoot doing a great job over there. Listen, you acquiesce to them every time that they create a problem. You're going to get a problem every time they don't like something. So now Chicago apparently closed their schools. And from what I understand, they sent out a little email at 11 p.m. the night before they decided they're not going back. It's too dangerous. You know, we are raising the bar below what it used to be. So that doesn't really mean we're raising it. You know, just because we set the bar lower doesn't mean that people should achieve less. It, the same possibility that are, that arises in schools. We always talk about schools and testing and everything else. They want to do away with grades. They want to do away with scoring in sports. 
They don't want to enter into the real world. America is the real world. This is what goes on. So now, let's look at some murder rates. Now, this is a really scary part of what's going on. And this is what I call the George Soros effect. George Soros, for those of you who don't know, is a very wealthy individual who was emigrated from Hungary. And Mr. Soros apparently either hates America or has no respect for America. So he's putting in all of these different DAs. And the list of DAs is pretty impressive. I'll give him that much. It's pretty impressive. You know, you put these DAs in. Let's see. In Chicago, they put in Kim Fox. She was awesome. Yeah, really good. Yep, yep, yep. Hey, no. I think the leader of the pack, I changed my mind. I'm voting without an ID, of course. I'm voting for George Gascon for DA of the Year in Los Angeles. He's turned that place into a toilet. And then let's look at Larry Krasner, another Soros pick of the month in Arizona. Arizona's going down the toilet, too. And let's not forget Chesa Bodine, San Francisco. Where it's free to go in and rob anything you want as long as it's less than a thousand bucks. No problem. And now here's the guy who really is kind of, he's, he's the latecomer, another George Soros funded guy and Alvin Bragg. He's now the Manhattan DA. And this is a guy who I can tell you, this is going to be very interesting. This is going to be something. I know I, I talk about New York sometimes because it's kind of, an interesting place. It's sort of a microcosm of what's going on around the, the entire country. And he has now come in and told his staff, he sent out a memo to his staff, that theft of services, trespassing, aggravated unlicensed operation, routine traffic violations, obstructing governmental administration, resisting arrest, prostitution, will no longer be prosecuted. Yeah. That's the DA. He's not a legislature. No, no, he's not a legislature. He is a DA. Uh, for those of you who are unfamiliar with what a DA is, a DA is someone who is supposed to effectuate the laws, the criminal laws. He's not supposed to rewrite them. He's supposed to enforce them. When a police officer brings in somebody and charges them with a crime, the DA is supposed to prosecute that person. Now, as a defense attorney, I think it's great that there's no longer going to be any criminal prosecutions. I think that's awesome. But for the rest of the people out there, you're in deep doo-doo. You're going to be targets. He's even decided that he's not going to prosecute as a felony people who hold people up with guns, but don't shoot them. Yeah, let me repeat that for you because, yeah, I found that pretty amazing. If you hold someone up with a gun and do not shoot them, you will not be prosecuted as a felony. It'll be a misdemeanor. Isn't that wonderful? And then also I understand that you can go and you can rob places of a house that are considered storage, like a garage. So I can break into your garage now and have no, no, nothing going to happen to me. Absolutely nothing. It's going to be fantastic. So, just to let you know, New York gun arrests in New York City under 2021 so far has been 4,144. So, 
Yeah. Manhattan, still dangerous. I'd stay away. But you know what? Thank goodness they're mandating and working on the government. Their government's got this handled. Now, some of the things that this government looks at, they really need to work on it. And right after this break, I'm going to bring up one of my favorite topics that I love. So we'll be right back after this break. You're listening to Bite of Reality with Mark the Shark on America's Web Radio. In 2009, the membership organization Docs for Patient Care was founded. People all around the country wanted to participate in the efforts of this group, and they wanted to join, but they were unable to do so unless they were physicians. It's for this reason that the Docs for Patient Care Foundation was created. Now, everyone can join the fight and become a member of an organization created by doctors for patients, dedicated to fighting for your healthcare freedom and preserving the doctor-patient relationship. While you're at your computer, please go to www.docs4patientcarefoundation.org. That's www.docs4patientcarefoundation.org and make a tax-deductible donation and join the fight along with us. Thank you. Do you love classic and special interest cars? If so, listen to our podcast every Saturday from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time here on America's Web Radio or find us on your favorite podcast site, iTunes, Spotify, or any of the others out there. We'll talk about classic cars. We'll talk to car guys. We'll talk to clubs that are here at our facility here in Classic Auto Mall. And we'll also talk about Classic Auto Mall and how we can help you sell your classic or special interest car. So give us a listen every Saturday morning from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. Thanks. Hey, folks, this is Victor with the On Point with Victor show. Make sure you listen every Tuesday, 1 to 2, only right here on America's Web Radio, the On Point with Victor show. Remember, folks, I'm not angry. I'm just right. And you can find out why every Tuesday from 1 to 2, the On Point with Victor show, only right here on America's Web Radio. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And we're back. You're listening to Bite of Reality with Mark the Shark on America's Web Radio. So right before the break, I, I guess I lost track of what I was thinking about and talking about. I forgot to add a couple of the resisting arrests on the Alvin Bragg DA out of New York City. He's not going to prosecute resisting arrest anymore and armed robbery. So, you know, I, I started my list on Joe and I got sidetracked a little bit. During the break, I had the ability to come back on track here. So the murder rates are up. The crime rates are up. Our government has the ability to waste money beyond no other government on this planet. I understand that we gave $1,400 to the Boston bomber on COVID relief. There you go. That's something that he needed. He only owes a couple hundred million dollars to the victims that he blew up and killed. But, hey, our government's paying him money. You know, it's just, it's a big, it's a big machine. I understand the government. I do. I really do. And their ability to tell us something has been lost. They, they really have found themselves at a loss of words. And, and it's almost they want to tell you a story that doesn't exist. You know, I keep hearing about this Build Back Broken program. You know, let, let's just point out a fact of their trillion-dollar infrastructure package, only 9% of that package actually went to infrastructure. Yes, I didn't say 90, I said 9%. You know, I try to stay away from Nancy Pelosi's mantra of 
it's better to pass the bill and then find out what's in it. I'm, I'm pretty sure that's not what we hired these people to do, is pass legislation that makes no sense and then hope that there's something in there that does make sense. You know, just as I, I wrote a note this morning as Biden was speaking immediately, actually he continued to speak. I asked him to hold off until after my show so I could catch the rest of it, but he continued to speak anyway. But part of what he said is that he's cured the backlog at the ports. Now, I don't know if they set up a fake port for him to look at like they did the fake White House that they set up for him so he could read the teleprompter better. But I can assure you that as I look out of the ocean in Long Beach, that there are a ton of ships still parked out in the ocean. And from what I saw the other day, two or three days ago, there's still piles of ships parked off of the docks. And if anyone has tried to get cream cheese in this country, I'd like to know where they found it, because that is that is the difference. That's part of what I really find amazing, is in this country... You can find nuclear weapons everywhere. It's all over the world. But I can't find cream cheese. And you're saying, what is he talking about cream cheese for? Do you not find this a little odd in an America that you can find nuclear weapons faster than you can find cream cheese? Is there something wrong with this administration? And and maybe, you know, he was touting this morning his abysmal, abysmal, I should say, job ratings again. But now he's talking about the unemployment rate is the lowest it's been. And he's created 6.4 million jobs. But you put 8 million people out of work. They didn't just quit. I don't, this is the part I don't get. They make it sound like, you know, I flooded the house. But they don't tell you they flooded the house. They tell you, I cleaned up the carpeting spot. You know, all right, so there was six feet of water in your house. Hey, but I cleaned the carpet. It doesn't make any sense. They lie to us, and we eat it up. And every one of these media outlets eat it up. I mean, I, I can't pick on Chris Cuomo anymore because he's gone. I can't pick on his brother, Andrew Cuomo, because he's gone. And by the way, I, I think I mentioned this a couple of programs ago. They were never going to prosecute him despite their bluster and everything else. From Leticia, the the, the uh, Attorney General in New York, you knew they weren't going to toss him because he knows where all the bodies are buried. So what happens? Uh, they drop the case against them on the sexual assault. Yeah, him and Chris Cuomo. Yeah, Chris Cuomo. I had nothing to do. If he would have just come out and said, "Hey, I did everything I could to help my brother," I respect that. I would have respected the guy. You know, I would have said that's fine. So now. Oh, I know what I wanted to talk about. I forgot about this. Our January 6th commission. I got so excited about Joe Biden speaking about January 6th, I forgot about the commission. The Liz Cheney commission. That's right. One of your ultimate in, she's not even a rhino. She just is an out-and-out Democrat. She's she's more left-wing than than probably Pelosi. I mean, I don't know what vitriol she started and why she hates Trump so much, but my goodness, she is just voracious when it comes to him. So here's what happens. She comes out, and she's going after everybody. They've issued like 50 subpoenas. They're suing people. They're holding people in contempt. 
because they're not paying attention. They're not coming to testify before Congress. Um, what was that guy's name? Oh, yeah, Durham. Whatever happened to him? How come he's not moving at light speed? Seems that this January 6th commission, they already wrote the report. And by the way, mark this down too. Right before the November 2022 election, they're going to come out with a report. They may even call it an interim report because they don't want to, they don't want to let this die. This is big time for them. This is, you know, when you got nothing else left, this is what you go with. So what I did want to mention is the Democrats hold the House, the Senate, and the Congress for the time being. Did you love the health plan that they proposed? Did you love the way they fixed the health care system? Did you love the way they made health care affordable in this country? I'm paying almost 1300 a month for health care. So did everybody get their health care fixed and I'm the only guy left? No. You know what it is? They yap and yap and yap and they talk garbage. They talk bull because they haven't done a darn thing. They've spent more energy and more time on January 6th than your America, your health care. Your health care is more important to you than January 6th. Quite frankly, I don't give a darn about January 6th, but I do care very much about what's going on with my health care plan. My health care plan keeps going up, the price keeps going up, the deductibles keep going up, and I keep hearing about the affordable health care. But where? What country? Where are they talking about? Because it's certainly not America. But yet, both the Republicans and the Democrats could be working together to fix this. But no. No. They're busy fighting each other. And they're busy being a bunch of imbeciles that we put into Washington. The question I have is, when they get there, do they become stupid? Or are they stupid before they get there? I can't understand how is this country one of the greatest countries in the world ever. And it will be the greatest country in the world, I hope. And it will keep that. But how is it that they haven't addressed health care? Why? I bet nobody has an answer for me anywhere in this administration. It's sort of like the border. It sort of just sits there. And they yap about it, and they talk about it, and nothing ever, ever happens. You know, and whatever happened to the investigation as to the COVID-19 origins, whatever happened to that? Seriously, what happened? Did anything ever get done? No, no. There was a task force. Okay, And what happened to the task force? The task force got nothing. Why not? Well, because we're going to, right now, we're going to be going to the Olympics in China. Yes, in China. So we've forgotten about the Uyghurs. That's you know, that's unimportant right now. That doesn't matter because the Olympics are what's more important right now. So we're going to send athletes to the Olympics because Biden protested. <laughs> he protested. That's almost funny. He protested against China by not sending the diplomats. Oh, the Chinese are so upset. But we're sending all our athletes. You want to make a stand, you don't send your athletes, and the rest of the world doesn't send their athletes. Enough is enough. You know, 
we never will find out where the COVID-19 originated because they're not going to tell you. And we don't have any pressure on China because they own us. They own everything we do. All this manufacturing talk, they'll bring back manufacturing to the United States. Nope. That's all getting tossed too. All of that stuff. It's all beginning to fall apart. You know, since he took office, I really can't point to anything that he's done to help my daily life. To help anyone's daily life. Giving people things that free on one day and taking twice as much back on the next day is not helping. It's not making us any better. You know, self-reliance is something that we used to teach in school. Figure it out. Get it done. Do it yourself. We don't do that anymore. What we say is, come to us, we'll take care of you. Come to us, we'll help you out. We don't teach America to be America anymore. We teach America to rely on people who could not even... There are people like AOC, wasn't even in the Capitol, who were traumatized by what happened on January 6th. What trauma did you experience on January 6th if you weren't in that building? And I really want to know, here's my really, as we get towards the closing end of the program, here's what I really want to know. But you'll never find out. That's the same place the COVID-19 origins is. I understood and I read somewhere on several different occasions that Pelosi was offered 20,000 National Gods by Trump before that date. Because he wasn't sure what was going to happen, so he offered her 20,000 National Guard to be there. And I understand she turned it down. Now, that was either a brilliant maneuver by Nancy Pelosi, or we need to find out why she did that. She did that to get the breach. So what do we got? We got a program that's ending now. We got Joe Biden running this country into the ground. And we're going to have to wrap it up here. So America's Web Radio has given me another pleasurable week to bring you a bite of reality. I'd like to thank our station manager and owner, Dave Moxley. So, again, you're listening to Bite of Reality with Mark the Shark, and I hope you have a great weekend, and we'll see you next week. The views, opinions, and content of the show hosts and their guests appearing on America's Web Radio are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the station. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.